RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm out swung the headlines. More than 100 people aboard the Diamond Princess are back to Hong Kong for a two-week quarantine. Two elderly passengers of the cruise ship die of the new coronavirus in Japan, and the mainland records a sharp drop in new COVID-19 cases. The security, for, the security Secretary John Lee says 106 Hong Kong passengers from the Diamond Princess cruise ship have been brought back on the first chartered flight arranged by the government. Mr Lee says it's hoped the remaining Hong Kong residents residents on the ship will be brought back this afternoon, Janice Wong reports. After enduring a 14-day quarantine on board the Diamond Princess, some of those returning on the first chartered flight were relieved. It's been a very memorable experience. There have been both happy and sad moments. I think the government has tried its best to help residents, said this man. This woman shared her experience. I can only hide in the room. I can't come out. It's been tough. My greatest fear was being infected. I just don't know when it will be my turn, she said. The plane landed at Czech Lapcock at around 8.30 this morning. At about the same time, the Secretary for Security, John Lee, spoke to the media. He said 106 Hong Kong passengers from the cruise ship were brought back. 88 of whom held SAR passports, while the remaining 18 held passports from other countries. Mr Lee was asked if any mainlanders were on board the flight, but he said they had received no such requests for help. He said requests from non-Hong Kong residents to board the chartered flights would be considered. Our chartered flights are for Hong Kong residents, but if there are special situations, we can make considerations on humanitarian grounds, he said. Mr Lee expressed hope that the remaining Hong Kong residents on the ship could return this afternoon. He said officers were still trying to persuade more than a dozen Hong Kong residents who had refused to return to change their minds. For her part, the Secretary for Health Sophia Chan said any of the evacuees who had symptoms such as coughing or fever would be isolated in hospital. She said the Fotan housing estate where the rest would be quarantined had basic furniture, snacks and drinks, and meals would be provided so there would be no need for any of them to leave the housing block. Japan's health ministry says two elderly coronavirus patients from a quarantined cruise ship in Yokohama have died. The man and the woman in their 80s are the first fatal cases among more than 600 confirmed on the ship. In the mainland, authorities say they have recorded the biggest drop in new cases from the virus outbreak in nearly a month. The National Health Commission reported more than 600 new cases in the country, down from more than 1,700 yesterday. The total death toll has risen to over 2,100 with 114 new deaths. MTR services on the East Rail Line have been partially suspended after a suspicious object was found near Taiwai Station, with authorities fearing it could be a bomb. A police spokesman told RTHK that the, that the object in question was a shoebox. Services have been temporarily stopped between Taiwai and Kowloon with reduced services elsewhere on the line. A concerned group has urged the government to reintroduce rent control on, sub- on subdivided flats as soon as possible. The Alliance of Promoting Tenancy Control says it has recently interviewed 240 people living in substandard flats and one-third of, one of them are facing higher rents after the government announced last month cash subsidies for low-income households. Here's Tammy Chu from the group. If there's no rental control in Hong Kong with only rent subsidies or even any living subsidies to the residents living in uh, inadequate housing, so the landlords, they will still, they can take all the money actually. It will not benefit any residents living in inadequate housing. 
In South Korea, a cluster of coronavirus infections in the city of Daegu has risen to 39 cases. Almost half the country's patients are linked to a 61-year-old woman who is a member of a church group often accused of being a cult. She first developed a fever on February the 10th, but reportedly twice refused to be tested for the virus on the grounds that she hadn't travelled abroad and she attended at least four services before being diagnosed. The church has closed all its facilities nationwide until Tuesday, South Korea has only 31 confirmed cases, but it's now at 82. Casinos in Macau have reopened after an unprecedented 15-day shutdown to curb the spread of the deadly coronavirus. Ilo Yu from the University of Macau says 12 casinos remain closed and the government has given them a 30-day reprieve from, from opening. Amid concerns, not enough customers will turn up. Professor Yu says casino staff are also concerned about the spread of the virus as gamblers are not required to wear masks and are only given temperature checks on arrival. That's why some card dealers actually have raised out some concerns about the precaution in the casino that they request the gambler get to have masks, but it is not compulsory. But at the same time, the casino would like to shut down many tables in the casino or actually they just open several tables, gaming tables in the gaming hall and then to keep distance of gambler away so to avoid the spread. But still, there is still complaint from the card dealers. The Iranian Health Ministry says two Iranians have died after testing positive for the new coronavirus, the first deaths from the, from the disease to be reported in the Middle East. Elsewhere, the United Arab Emirates has confirmed nine cases, all involving Chinese nationals. Here's the BBC Sebastian Usher. Iranian health officials say the two people who've died had tested positive in preliminary tests for COVID-19. The officials say they succumbed to the virus because of their old age and weak immune systems. They were being treated in hospital in Qum, renowned as a city of Shia Muslim scholarship and pilgrimage. The BBC understands that there are 25 people also being held in quarantine there. There's been no information so far on how the disease came to Qum. Rival presidential candidates have launched blistering attacks on the American billionaire Michael Bloomberg and the front-runner Bernie Sanders in the latest televised debate to find a Democrat to run against President Donald Trump. Here's the BBC Chris Buckler. It was clear from the opening minutes of this debate that as far as the other candidates were concerned, Mike Bloomberg had a target on his back. The wealthy former New York City mayor has funded his own expensive ad-heavy campaign, leading to accusations that he's trying to buy the presidency. And Senator Elizabeth Warren said that America needed to be warned against trading one arrogant billionaire for another. Bernie Sanders also highlighted Mr Bloomberg's past support for controversial policing policies that many claim would make it difficult for African-American voters to support him. The governor of the U.S. state of California says hundreds of state properties will be made available for use as homeless shelters. Governor Newsom devoted most of his annual state address to the homeless crisis in California. He also outlined how he wanted to resolve it. We're not proposing changing the funding formula for how much each county gets. Rather, reform must focus the funding on street homelessness, at-risk and foster youth, and those involved in the criminal justice system. And we need to expand the kinds of services it can pay for, specifically addiction treatment. 
He said it was a disgrace that the richest state in the richest nation was failing to house people. A lawyer for Julian Assange has alleged that President Trump offered to pardon the WikiLeaks founder if he said Russia wasn't involved in the leak of Democratic National Committee emails during the 2016 election. Mr Assange has previously denied receiving the material from the Kremlin. Here's the BBC's Naomi Grimley. Julian Assange's lawyers say they have a witness who will testify that a former congressman visited him while he was still in the Ecuadorian embassy in August 2017, bearing a message. The witness will allege that the Republican politician Dana Robacker suggested to Mr Assange that he might get a presidential pardon if he were to state that Russia was not the source of leaks of emails from prominent figures in the Democratic Party. The French ambassador to the United Nations says Russia has blocked an attempt to drop a statement calling for an end to the fighting in northern Syria. Moscow has repeatedly vetoed UN resolutions on the conflict, many of which would have criticized its ally, President Bashar al-Assad. Nearly a million civilians have been displaced by a Russian and Syrian offensive. The French ambassador to the UN Security Council, Nicolas de Rivera, spoke after a tense closed-door meeting. We tried uh, very hard to have a, a press statement calling for cessation of hostilities and uh, humanitarian access to Idlib. And basically, Russia said no, which is a, very painful. So, uh, Astana process is not working. That's, that's a fact. It's been announced that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex will cease to function as senior members of the British royal family from the end of March. The change of role for the couple follows their decision to become financially independent. Here's the BBC's Johnny Diamond. There will be one last burst of engagements and then that will be it. Harry and Meghan's public role will finish at the end of March. He will retain the ranks he earned in the forces, but the honorary commands he holds will be suspended. The couple's office in Buckingham Palace will close. Instead, their charitable foundation will represent them in the UK. The couple are planning to create a new non-profit organisation, details of which will be shared later in the year. Business and financial news. The head of the IMF says the, in the best case scenario, the economic hit from the epidemic in China will be short-lived. But Kristalina Georgieva also says the world economy remains fragile because of risks imposed by the still unresolved China-US trade war. So the world is not in a good position to deal with a prolonged impact. She says uncertainty is becoming the new normal. China's central bank has cut the benchmark lending rate as widely expected as the authorities move to reduce borrowing costs for businesses and support an economy jolted by a COVID-19 outbreak. Analysts expect more monetary easing and fiscal stimulus to come in the near term. Shares linked to a mainland conglomerate XNA group have surged in both mainland and Hong Kong trading following a report of a planned stake takeover of the group. Bloomberg said Beijing planned to take over the company and sell off its airline assets. XNA owns a stake in cash-strapped Hong Kong Airlines. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 27,447. That's 208 points down on the previous close. To currencies, a short while ago, the euro was at just under 1 US dollar and 8 cents. The greenback was at 111 points. 37 yen and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 3 cents. Now to sports, here's Adam Chung. We start with Champions League football. Germany's RB Leipzig paid a visit to Tottenham and came out 1-0 winners from the first leg of their last 16 tie. The BBC's Ian Dennis was at the game. And RB Leipzig have 
Got the honours after the first leg of this last 16 tie through Timo Werner's emphatic penalty. It's finished Tottenham Hotspur nil, RB Leipzig one. And there is work to do for Tottenham in the return in three weeks' time. They should be grateful, though, that Lloris made that save just past the hour to keep out Sheik. But it's finished Tottenham nil, Leipzig one. In Italy, tournament debutants Atalanta scored an impressive 4-1 win over Valencia. More from the BBC's John Bennett. It was called the biggest night in Atalanta's history and it could not have gone any better. It's their debut Champions League season and they have one foot in the last eight of the competition. So many heroes on the night at the San Siro for the Italian side. Perhaps the main man, though, Netherlands international Hans Hatterboer. He opened the scoring on 16 minutes with a close-range finish. Top scorer Josip Ilicic made it two just before half-time. Keeper probably should have done better after his shot from the edge of the box. The goal of the night from Swiss international Remo Frula. Another right-foot shot curling in from the edge of the box. Keeper didn't move. And then Hans Hatterboer made it 4-0 on 63 minutes. But Atalanta kept attacking. They don't know the meaning of shutting up shop. And Valencia took advantage. They took one of their opportunities, Denis Cheryshev, making it 4-1. So that's a glimmer of hope for Valencia, but only four teams in Champions League history have overturned a deficit of four goals or more. In a rearranged English Premier League game, Manchester City were 2-0 winners at home over West Ham, who remain in the relegation zone. The BBC's Gary Flintoff was at the game. And Manchester City have closed the chasm on Liverpool to 22 points. They've beaten West Ham by two goals to nil. Rodri and De Bruyne with the goals either side of half-time. West Ham remain in the bottom three and have a lot of work to do. City 2, West Ham nil. One of college basketball's most successful coaches over the past two decades has failed to make it through one NBA season. John Beeline has quit as head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers after just 54 games in charge. The team lost 40 of those games. In a statement, Beeline said, I find losing very challenging, and this year has taken a much bigger toll on me than I expected. Beeline made the surprise move by leaving Michigan after 12 seasons to sign a five-year contract with the Cavs last May. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung there with the sports. And Jen, the news, the top stories once again. More than 100 people aboard the Diamond Princess in Japan are back to Hong Kong for a two-week quarantine. Two elderly passengers of the cruise ship die of the new coronavirus in Japan. And the mainland records a sharp drop in new COVID-19 cases. And that's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the One Two Three Show. It is Thursday afternoon, Thursday, the twentieth of February, twenty twenty. It's a nice one for those of you who like number patterns. Twenty o two twenty twenty, or if you're American, o two twenty twenty twenty. Anyway, it is the twentieth of February. A、uh, big thanks to Phil Whelan for this morning's morning brew. And on today's show, we have something for the eyes and something for the mind. After 1:30, we'll hear about the Lost Time Travel Machine, which is a new solo show by artist Angela Yuan. Angela makes very cool and complex art pieces, which move. They have sound and they cast shadows. Our reporter Andrew Dembina went along for a preview and talked to Angela about her exhibition and how she gets her ideas. And this week is Wellness Week in Hong Kong.、Uh, after two o'clock, we're going to talk with Kathy Zengs, who's a mindfulness teacher and the convener of the Hong Kong Mindfulness Teachers Network. And we're going to chat about what mindfulness is and how it can be useful. And we'll also look at various.